ओम ज्ञान चिरिताम्रिताचार्यूर्वर्धनोड Shila Prabhupada wrote in one of the purports of Chaitanya Charitamrita that Shila Swami followed Vishnu Swami. My question is, if one is initiated in a non-Vaishnava parampara but accepted a Shiksha Guru in Vaishnava parampara, will he also be considered as a Vaishnava? Additional question: Was the initiating Guru of Shila Bhakti Vinod Thakur was deviated from the parampara? Well, uh, is that historically ascertained about? Shridhar Swami being in Shankara Sampradaya, that's Kim Vadanti. Some people say. Yeah. Therefore, it may be. Um, therefore, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur says, "Parampara jano bhalo mote." One should know well what is parampara. The general system is one should take diksha and shiksha. In a bona fide parampara, sometimes in the case of great devotees, we see that their diksha is not in a bona fide parampara, but their shiksha is, and their ability to accept the essence is their uh, position in parampara. That is not um, applicable to everyone. Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Diksha Guru, Bhakti Nautako always accorded great respect to him. But in tracing the line of our important gurus, Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur didn't include the name of uh, Bhakti Nautako's Diksha, Diksha Guru. There are thousands of, there have been thousands of gurus within the Gorya Vaishnava Sampradaya. In the uh, List of the gurus, just like we find at the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, as it is, it's listed. The name of those who are most prominent has been listed. Prominent in terms of their contribution to the sampradaya. Some people say that Bhakti Nautaka's Diksha Guru was a deviant. I'm not going to say that publicly. I don't think it's. Uh, Very important, either, to delve into all these different things. See what Bhakti Vinod Thakur gave. Yeah, parampara jano bhalo mati. We should understand well what is parampara. We should. What is parampara is the essence that comes through. For the sake of people with various unnecessary doubts, uh, some research may be done into all these topics. Some of them may be very. For those who are predisposed to doubt, maybe bringing out these topics wouldn't be very good because that will simply give them fuel for the fire, the blazing fire of doubt in their heart. That's why I see that generally our acharyas they don't dwell much on these topics. Better not to poke our nose too much into topics that are. Beyond our realm of understanding.
being in the modern city, how can Yeah, yeah, and, and that basic point is there for for us definitely we need to take diksha and shiksha, it's very clear what we need to do. How Bhaktivinoda Thakur's life life unfolded, uh, that may not be the general pattern for everyone. We have to consider also the circumstances in which Bhaktivinoda Thakur appeared. The Gorya Vaishnavs, the pure Gorya Vaishnavs Sampradaya, was to a large extent eclipsed. Anyway, what's another question? Being in the modern city. How can we bring a radical change in our life based on that class today? Should we migrate away from the city and refrain from using the modern facilities to keep the life simple? How can we develop faith in this regard to give up at once the modern way of living and the misgivings with which we live for our life? Well, modern life or ancient life or future life, whatever, whatever time, place or circumstance one may be in this material world, if one is to make spiritual advancement, one has to become free from sense gratification and material attachments. We happen to be living in an age of <coughs> in which sense enjoyment is, gross sense enjoyment is promoted as the aim of life. So uh, an important or an essential factor in preaching of Krishna consciousness in any time, place and circumstance, but especially at the present time, is to convince people that this uh, sense gratification is completely opposite to our real self-interest. Should we get out of this sense gratificatory city life and go to the village to live with devotees very simply and concentrate on cultivating Krishna consciousness. Yes? But most people, if we say that, they'll, they'll laugh because they think it's impossible, or they'll groan because they think it's horrible, or they'll ignore it because they think it's stupid. So, anyway, if, if you're not mentally prepared for that, you can go on in city life. We're not standing behind people with whips and or guns and forcing them to change their life. But we're just trying to make people aware that there are whips. There are the whips of the Yamadutas who will who will whip us if we uh, don't act in a way which is proper. The whips of material life, we're always being thrashed by them. Hunger, thirst, lamentation, envy, fear. These are the uh, inescapable features of life in this material world. So when we uh, speak of fully surrendering to Krishna... It is only for the self-interest, for the actual interest of persons who are not convinced of that. It might seem very extreme. It's something like uh, you're going along in a train. If you imagine, if you're traveling in a train, 
and you're in a nice air-conditioned carriage, you're sitting very comfortably with your friends and chewing some farsan or something like some snacks. And then someone comes and says, Come on, we got to pull the emergency chain and get out of this train. It's going to crash in two minutes. You say, what are you talking about? Come on, there's no problem. Well, that actually is our position. Everything may seem very nice, but we're headed for repeated birth, death, old age and disease. It's a, it's a drastic, terrible situation. So people think that we're being extreme and fanatical, but... This is the reality. We are living in a world of intense suffering. We're just trying to waken people to that understanding. So, it's up to you to believe it or not. Whether we believe it or not, in this material world, we have to suffer in so many ways. And actually the only intelligent thing to do is to surrender to Krishna. But material attachments are very strong. You see that even so many people who come to Krishna consciousness, it's like they just want to hold back, try to find some way in which they can enjoy the material world and also be Krishna conscious. But the actual fact is that there is no enjoyment in this material world. There is only a little sense of some enjoyment and indulgence in that little sense of material enjoyment binds us to birth, death, old age, disease, envy, fear, lamentation, illusion and everything else. So we're just trying to wake people up to that. But often people become very depressed when they hear this. Why are you spoiling our enjoyment by talking about all these things? And if we tell you, yes, enjoy yourself in this world, have a great career, be a success, uh, have, you know, beautiful life, uh, enjoy yourself to the fullest extent, and also get Krishna's blessings, then people, ah, very nice. If we tell everyone, actually, you're all very great Vaishnavas, you're all great devotees, everyone will become very happy. If we say, if we saw that we have so many material desires in our hearts, which we have to remove, everyone becomes depressed. But if we flatter people so that they think that they don't have to make any endeavor to make a spiritual advancement, then we become their enemy. We think, oh, this is a very nice sadhu. But actually, he is our enemy because he's supposed to tell us what we need to hear to make spiritual advancement. But instead, he's giving us a sense that it's okay, you don't have to make any great endeavor. Pahunam Janmanamante Gyanavang Mang Prapadyate Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudurlavaha. Someone who's endeavouring for spiritual knowledge after many lives may surrender to Krishna. Such a great soul is very rare. So if we think that we can just go along at a very relaxed pace without making any serious endeavour to overcome our material attachments, and at the same time without any real endeavor, we become a Paramahamsa. This is just a cheating idea. So move to the country or not move to the country, we have to move our consciousness. We have to move our consciousness away from being an enjoyer of the material world to being a servant of Krishna and the Vaishnavas. It may be that one is living in the city 
with the consciousness of a Vaishnava and someone else is living in the country with the consciousness of a non-Vaishnava. But uh, Srila Prabhupada has recommended setting up these communities so that we can live helping each other to become Vaishnavas. Because in the modern demoniac society, uh, everyone will discourage us from becoming a Vaishnava. Okay, it's six o'clock. Supposed to go for Harinam. Mm-hmm.